Well, Australia's first test match in New Zealand in eight years gets underway tomorrow at Wellington's beautiful Basin Reserve. It's the first of a pair of matches. SEN will have every ball covered, of course. And that's where this man does some of the finest work going around. Is the former Kiwi keeper and now SEN cricket commentator, Ian Smith. Smithy, welcome. Hope things are well. Oh, look, things are great, actually. Absolutely great. I've been looking forward to this test match starting for, I don't know, when it was first on the cricket calendar. So... Hopefully, fine day uh, in the capital tomorrow. Definitely sold out the first three to four days, which is almost unprecedented in this part of the world. So, uh, I, you know, a, a really strong Australian side and a New Zealand side hoping to buck a trend which has been hanging around for too long. I'm going to get to that trend, but how's the old basin looking? Uh, I did see a pick, I think, yesterday of a typical green top, but I suppose we've learnt not to get too excited about these things at this relatively early stage. I want it to stay green. I really do. I, I, and a lot of people say, you're crazy. Against this Australian bowling attack, you want a green pitch? I honestly think it's our best chance. I think it, we roll the dice and play on a pitch that goes sideways for three to four days um, off the seam. And it's going to be tough for the bowlers in Wellington. Traditionally, it's windy. And, you know, three, three days out of five, you'll probably get relatively strong winds. Mm. It's just the nature of the beast at the basin. So... I think the northerlies are predicted, which means someone who's uh, someone on uh, both sides is going to have to bowl some pretty tough overs running into it. So, uh, but I want a I want a green pitch. I, I don't want Nathan Lyon to be a dominant factor because I know he can be, and and we just don't produce spinners of that category. So, uh, that's the way I'm looking at it. And we roll the dice with a green one and just hope our bowlers get it right. Regardless of what we get, I suppose, Smithy, it'll be the, it would have been the sort of deck, the sort of conditions that Neil Wagner would have relished, I'm sure. But he announced his retirement yesterday at the age of, what, 37 and 260 test wickets. I think it caught most of us by surprise. Yeah, look, I think he was just going a little bit, um, I guess, disappointed with the way that he'd been treated. He saw a number of younger bowlers sort of jump in front of him. O'Rourke, the latest one, uh, he's seen... Uh, Scott Kugeline come into the squad here, and obviously at practice yesterday, uh, they said to him, listen, Wags, you won't be in the starting 11, mm. and uh, I think that was probably the straw. Uh, you know, his his desire, clearly, because he's very disappointed and very upset about the whole deal, uh, going by his press conference, but, uh, you know, he's obviously still got the desire. Um, sure, has, has, you know, as you say, 37, probably not getting it down the other end as quickly as uh, he used to, Maybe not quite so much venom in the old bounces that we saw in that mm-hmm. Australian series two or three years ago. Uh, and the selectors have said, you know, basically said to him, look, you know, we, we saw you in Hamilton against a, a South African uh, depleted side. It didn't quite get the penetration that we were hoping we're going to go in a different direction. And, and I think that probably said to Wags, well, uh, look, I'm a proud man. Um, I've given it my best shot and he surely has done that. Uh, but enough's enough. I want to go out when I want to go out. Yeah, oh, it was hugely admirable the way he um, played the game. He was emotional yesterday, which you can understand upon the announcement. And I know you mentioned yeah. just with the short stuff, Smithy, that he might have lost a couple of Ks, which is expected. But does that mean that the person getting the best sleep in Wellington right now might just be Steve Smith? It may well be Steve Smith. Uh, I hope he gets a note from Matthew Wade <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that was a great battle, wasn't it? But it was. he, 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 he had a battle against uh, Steve Smith, and he won the battle, didn't he? Clearly won the battle there. And oh, look, Steve, Steve Smith will, will certainly acknowledge the fact that not many have bettered him over the years, and, and Neil Wagner's approach to him was frustrating for him. He couldn't find a way out of the hole he was digging, and, and he got him out. So 
Hey, look, he'll acknowledge him. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure whether Neil Wagner will hang around Wellington now or whether having just retired, he'll just go home and start his new life with his family and, and uh, you know, start planning for the, his future. But mm. uh, if they do if they do cross paths, I, I know there'll be um, there'll be some mutual respect there for sure. Yeah, got him five times in eight innings, I think. So with Southie, Henry, O'Rourke and the like, I'm not sure if a similar ploy would be implemented for Steve Smith. I did note with interest, actually, Smithy, that he's calling for umpires to be given greater power to call wides for repeated short balls down the leg side with that field for the hook shot. So... Clearly, it's front of mind for him. Would they adopt a similar philosophy, do you think, when he gets to the crease at the Basin? I think well, he hasn't seen O'Rourke. Um, not many people have. I mean, he's only played one test for nine wickets. Uh, uh, look, he can bounce it. He's a tall lad. Uh, Matt Henry's got a decent bouncer. He doesn't use it very often, but he has got a decent bouncer. Tim Southey, but perhaps a bit slow now in terms of pace. He'll be a line and length bowler. So they'll attack Steve Smith in, in uh, various ways. I would, uh, I'd be suggesting to them that at the moment I wouldn't think Steve Smith's in the best form of his career. He's having a few problems around about off stump. The West Indies exposed him in the slip cordon area, uh, and you know that he, he's sort of moving a, a hell of a lot across to the off stump, which tends to suggest once you start moving to the, the extent that he is, you start losing exact uh, the exact line of where your off stump is. Your head gets outside, and and there you get yourself in a spot of bother. So. Uh, Steve Smith, hey, look, he's good enough. Uh, he's great, in fact, and it, he, he works through these scenarios. He has done all his career, but I think that's probably a chance. Uh, he may be expecting short stuff. New Zealand might be better served to delay it for a little while. Mm. Kane Williamson, Rachin Ravindra, Smithy, there's a bit of the master and the apprentice with them, isn't there? Oh. How, how much rests with this pair? Oh, a massive amount on Kane, whose record against Australia is not good. He'd be the first one who's trying to correct that. He's had a bit of a breather. I think his wife's just had another baby. So, uh, you know, he, he's had other things to deal with, but he didn't play in the T20s. He scored 300s out of four goes against the, the South African bowling attack, and it wasn't great. It wasn't a great attack, but you've still got to score, and you've still got to take, counter what's in front of you. He did that easily. Uh, look, he's in good nick, Kane Williamson. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when anyone plays New Zealand, he is the prime wicket. He knows that. But he's... He will, he will. Uh, I think from New Zealand's point of view, we've all, we've always um, we we call it steady the ship over here. Kane, steady the ship. We'll, we'll be asking him to do that against Australia. There's no doubt about it. Conway's a worry. Hasn't been in great form, and has got a thumb injury. So uh, sort of we're waiting on him. Mm. But Ravindra is interesting because Ravindra's still got this amazing thing called youth on his side and brashness of youth, and almost um, you know to the point where he's. He's a bit cheeky with it because he will take Australia on. He will play the way Ravindra plays. We saw him in the World Cup, the expansive drives. You know, he'll cop it. Australia, you know, being Australia, they'll be into him and they'll make it uneasy for him. But at the moment, I think life's so easy for him, that kind of thing doesn't worry him. It's quite rare. Yeah, this is what I'm most looking forward to, the Australian attack coming up against this youngster. I'm really looking forward to see how they and he handle it over the course of the next couple of tests. Hey, broadly, Smithy, what's the mood of the cricket public over there? You mentioned the need to buck the trend. I mean, wasted opportunities in the field in the T20s and conceded from, I guess, winning positions, particularly in Game 1. And now the tests, where the record obviously has been publicised from here to there and everywhere else, one from the past 31 tests. What's the... What's the mood like from uh, from the cricketing public over there at the moment? Impatient, I think, when it comes to this clash. 
so, you know, two or three years ago, we sent uh, uh, what we thought was a relatively competitive side to Australia. Played the Boxing Day test, played at Perth, played at Sydney, got whopped, absolutely beaten up. Uh, and, you know, 20,000 people went to that Boxing Day test from New Zealand. There'll be a large faction of that uh, who are still floating around supporting New Zealand cricket teams. And they know that uh, they've got two opportunities to try and redress the balance somewhat. I mean, it's so heavily in favour of Australia at the moment. A, a, a test series win will do a great deal for uh, the spirit of the players, but the spirit of the public as well. I mean, they're lining up down the streets in Wellington. People are asking, have you got a spare ticket? How do I get in? Because uh, it's only a very small ground as such. It's a boutique ground, but that to me signals the level of the interest uh, of the interest in this test match. People travelling from Auckland, from Dunedin, you know, all parts to get a sniff of what something might be something quite special. They're keen for New Zealand to do very, very well. They really are. And uh, at the moment, Super Rugby's kicked in. Uh, rugby league's about to start. Very mm. high-profile sports in New Zealand, but cricket is what uh, matters the most at the moment, I promise you. Now, it is rare while I'm in this chair filling in for uh, the illustrious Jared Waitley that we do this sort of deep dive forensic analysis, Smithy, but my producer, Ross, has told me. Now, it's a staggering run of results at the moment when it comes to Australia and New Zealand, but of course, it hasn't always been the case. And if we go back to your days with the gloves on, now you played in 15 tests against Australia for five wins of eight in history, six draws, four losses. I tell you what, mate, that's a record that stacks up very, very well compared to the modern day. Yeah, yeah, they call us the '80s mafia. They hate us, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because we, you know, we were the guys. They always say, "Yeah, but you, that's not a, that Australian side is not a, what it is today." Well, I don't know. You know, that Australian side had some damn handy players uh, during the time that we were able to get on top. Uh, from you know, we, but we had a trump card, didn't we? We had Richard Hadley, we had Martin Crow, we had one or two really top class, world class players, and then a team that just sort of nestled in behind them, performing the roles that we were supposed to do on a regular basis. And, and that kind of combination at the time was very, very effective for us. There are, you know, we have a world-class player in Williamson. Uh, we did have, uh, I would say, Southie was a world-class bowler until he dropped uh, his speeds a wee bit and now has become a, l- a little bit easier to face. Um, but uh, we have a similar kind of side here. There's, there's a lot of capability in the side. It's just... It's unproven and it hasn't performed well against the big team. The big team is Australia. Oh, look, I've got a bit of belief about this side. I was at the Gabba. No one expected the West Indies to knock over Australia. Yep. No one in the wildest dream. They discovered a hero in Shamar Joseph who actually kept running and running. And I hope we can find that in a guy like O'Rourke who's just young and fit and can continue to run in at 140-plus. That's the kind of thing that might rattle Australia. Uh, look, uh, if you ask me, if you give me 10 bucks and say, it's money, put it on, it, you know, a bit for your life, it's Australia every time. It's Australia, it's Australia. Um, but uh, my, my, my mind also says, look, there's an opening here. There's an opening, a green pitch, a decent day at the base, and where we've played some pretty good cricket over the years. Who knows? Yep, and a very important toss to win as well. Smithy, can't wait for it yep. all to get underway, this pair of uh, tests. And, of course, covered right here by yourself uh, on SEN. Looking forward to it, mate, and appreciate your time this morning. Absolutely no problem at all, and I'm sure, I'm sure that uh, you'll do adequately, more than adequately in, in the chair that you're, <laughs> talk, you're, you're hosting at the moment. And Waitley, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you what we'll do. We'll send Waitley home with his tail between his legs. How's that? <laughs> right.